In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Along with the prodigal son and the good Samaritan, the parable of the sower and the seed is perhaps one of the most well-known parables of Jesus. Famous artists such as Van Gogh, Vieille, and others have depicted these word pictures in their paintings. Numerous children in Sunday school, and perhaps this morning, are coloring images of the sower and the seed. Parables challenge us on the highest levels using, using the simplest expressions of everyday life. This is why parables appeal both to adults and children alike. A parable is an outward and visible story that carries with it an interior truth. In a way, a parable is similar to a sacrament. The prayer book teaches us that a sacrament is an outward and visible sign of an inward and spiritual grace. In the ministry of Jesus, parables serve as outward and visible stories of the kingdom of God. The Synoptic Gospels record over 30 parables, and the Gospel of Luke, which we hear this morning, contains 24 parables. About one-third of Jesus' sayings are in parables, and yet they often go misunderstood. The church fathers were famous for allegorizing the parables and creating meanings that weren't there. But recent scholarship has brought us back to the ancient Jewish roots of parables found in Haggadah, or Jewish storytelling. This art form, like the parables, show us that a good story can be more effective than a good sermon. A unique feature of both the Haggadah and the parable is that they demand a decision from the hearer. The hearer plays an important role in the parable of the sower and the seed. While art and tradition focus our attention on the messenger, the sower, or on the message, the seed, at the core of the parable is the soil and the hearer. Because of this, a better name might be the parable of the soils or the parable of the hearers. In our short pre-Lenten season, we prepare to hear the word of God in new and challenging ways. Like the religious pilgrims of the ancient world, we must properly prepare for Lent if we wish to arrive and enjoy the destination. <coughs> Pilgrims often encountered threats in their journey, which would throw them off course. Snow or heat, lack of food or thieves were obstacles that could take a pilgrim so off course they would forfeit the journey altogether. Imagine the threats you would have encountered on a pilgrimage from Rome to Jerusalem, traveling on foot in the year 600 AD. We cannot even imagine. Lent is our pilgrimage, and Easter is our destination. Today's parable of the soils teach us to look at the threats which keep us from Easter and keep us from full conversion into the kingdom of God. The threats to conversion are told in the parable. Jesus says again, A sower went out to sow his seed, and some fell by the wayside. And it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away. 
because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. These images of the seeds that never took root are those who have an eagerness and excitement at the beginning of the Christian pilgrimage, but this excitement is never stabilized or grounded in the rich soil of the church. The soil of their souls has been trodden down by the nonstop busyness of life. These are those who say, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? Father Robert Krauss tells us that the word of God cannot thrive as just one concern among many, but it must be cultivated and tended as the central focus of our lives. And as Jesus says, we are to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The work of conversion is the messy and organic work of soul care. In order for God's word to properly take root, the soul must be cultivated and tended like a garden. Good gardeners not only explore finding the right kind of seeds and the proper location for their garden, but they are obsessed with soil and the right kind of soil. Our problem with the word of God is not typically with its content or with its message, but it is with the reception of that message. And this is why Lent is such a gift for us. In the season of Lent, the church encourages a variety of disciplines that look after the health and care of our souls. One of the simplest yet profound gifts of Lent is the discipline of silence. It is through the practice of silence that we learn to hear what God's word is saying to us, to become true hearers of the word. When our lives are frantic, the seeds of God's word never takes root. Psalm 46.10 tells us to be still and know that I am God. Lent gives us the reason, the opportunity, and the communal support to be still and know God. This practice allows us to bring forth fruit a hundredfold, thereby giving life to others as well. For the fruit of the Spirit that God's Word enables us to produce not only blesses us, but allows us to be a blessing to others. When we embrace the cultivation and care of our souls through the disciplines of word and sacrament, silence and solitude, and rest, we are able to join the community of those who, with an honest and good heart, hear the word of God, keep it, and bring forth fruit with patience. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.